about the gospel. I'm your host, Jaquel, here with my co-host, pastor, and dad, Sean. Hi. Hey, dad. Hi, Jaquel. I'm doing amazing. <laughs> well, you keep it simple, so that's all you got to do. Well, I always start by saying, how, I always, oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, you didn't even get it. You didn't even get it. Keep it simple. Keep it the simple, stupid. The kiss hey, method to it life. it doesn't say stupid. I know. That could be a bad word. Oh. If we have young listeners yeah. listening. Mm, yes, although the Bible does say stupid, depending on what translation you use. How about you just change it to keep it simple, fool? That's, <laughs> that's biblical language right there. So, so we've been watching, you know, Mom and I have been watching Lord of the Rings. Yes. And um, one of the best lines ever is, you remember when Gandalf is... Uh, Gandalf? Gandalf. What, what do you Gandalf? call him? Gandalf? Gandalf? Yes. Gandalf? Whatever no. you call him. Well, really, why? People are going to come for you on you're this You're going to make fun of my pronunciations. Anyway, Absolutely. Gandalf is fighting that scary dude on that, like, stairway. Yep. And then the, he, he says, you shall not pass. Iconic. Remember that part? Yep, I remember. Oh, I love that part. And then, and then of course, the guy's going down, and then he shuts him, and, and he's just about to fall. Mm-hmm. You know, Gandalf? Yep. He's Gandalf, just about yes. to fall. Best line ever. And he says, fly, you fools. Oh, just, that's right. That was mm. a decent impression. Mm, that I was pretty good. It. Oh, man, that part just, mm, like, it's been forever since I've seen those movies. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so fool. You just made me, uh, you made me remember, remember it. Remember. Because he said fools. But uh, yeah, keep th- it simple, fools. That acronym's not great. Yeah, it's not good. But you're, wa- you're watching the extended version this We're watching time. The extended which now version. mom has made me think I don't think I've even ever seen. You know, I don't think I have ever seen Lord of the Rings or The Hobbit, except for in the order it came out, when it came out. Oh, so I don't okay. think I've ever sat down and watched the whole thing together. Huh. So this has been very eye-opening. Very eye-opening. Very, very revealing. It, it's been very expos- <laughs> exposing. It's okay. been very fun. We've, okay. we've really cool. been enjoying it. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Nice. But but uh, no, I always ask you how to do it. I'm doing good because I was hanging out with your friend of mine this morning. Yes. Hanging out this morning with your friend of mine. Yeah. The man, Steve. <laughs> Steve. 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 He's, he's, he's been mentioned on this podcast from time to time. He actually is the person probably most mentioned on this podcast. Mo- I don't know about uh, most out mentioned. Out of our family members. Mm, Besides our family our... members, I'm sure he is. Yeah, that's probably true. I might hey, have Steve. to go back and check. So uh, yeah. So, <laughs> You're going to uh, go back and check. Anyway, I haven't hung out with Steve uh, for like ever. Yeah. Yeah. How would you even check? You can't even search. Like you can't search audio. It's true. It's anyway. not as convenient as uh, words maybe, maybe steve will do that for us he he, he <laughs> promised or he didn't promise but he said he still one day he's thinking about sending in a snail mail review because be he can't because uh, anybody who knows steve knows that he can't figure out apple so he can't figure out how to go and leave us five star rating and review um so he says one day he's gonna but uh, I, I i wouldn't hold your breath personally um <laughs> I, but, don't, I don't think any of our listeners are but no i haven't i haven't hung out with steve in like months i think it's been like months so uh, we had a grand old time. So I'm doing good. Good. And so glad to hear it. You're drinking your iced tea today. I got, I got the, uh, well, did you notice it's a, uh, it's blackberry so iced tea. So I wondered about that because all I could see is the purple can, but I knew yeah. you had told me you were having iced tea. So yeah, it's, it's. What do you think about that? It's pretty interesting. I gotta say, okay. you know, it's it's not bad at all. It's it's a nice little, uh, oh, it's a nice little tweak on iced tea oh, to throw some blackberry in there. Okay, so. nice. I've been enjoying some blackberry bubbly. Uh, not right now right now i'm just having ice water because that's a that's one of my i don't know if it's like a weird pregnancy thing but drinking lukewarm or room temperature water makes me Mm. feel a little queasy so i drink really really cold water and dump a bunch of ice in it and Mm. that's what i like to sip on okay no bubbly is like i just don't uh, you know mm, bubbly 
<laughs> you just don't. It just it just seems eat. like an awful lot of money to pay for some carbonated water that uh, pretends hey, to have flavor. It's of some cheaper kind. than Lacroix. Uh, oh, Lacroix! I forgot about. It's and basically that is the same the stuff. The standard. I, I don't get it. Like, it, if I'm drinking water, I just want it to be water. I don't even like water, so it's just kind of like trying to <laughs> well, make water taste better. That's the point, though, <sighs> is to make water taste better and the carbonation. Listen, I'm going to tell you how to make water taste better. You run it through coffee grinds. <laughs> there you go. Makes it way better. So there you have it. There you hey, have it. Hey, Jaquil, you know what? I was just thinking it's been a long time what since we've were done. You, what were you thinking? It's been a long time. Did you want me to ask you how you're doing or just forget that? <laughs> no, I'm fine. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> what, what matters? What, what does it matter? It really like, doesn't people matter. People don't matter how you're doing. <laughs> they don't they're, matter how I'm doing. They don't care. They're here for me. Yeah. I mean, we all know we're, they're here for me, even though I am just your mere co-host. Exactly. You're just bringing the laughs. But I, but... But I, was, I was thinking it's been a long time since we've played your favorite game in mine, yes. where we review your review we have a review <laughs> yay our little oh, podcast so got another review wow and i love that you don't tell me about it beforehand I, I, so I, i'm just as surprised as the listeners and you know what's funny is just when uh, when you were like drizzle, dribbling on about something just a second ago i wasn't paying attention and i, I was looking remember. to see if we had any reviews oh, okay. so i haven't even seen this review all yet. right i'm nervous now so this review is from andrew sprott Andrew Sprott. Not Andrew Sprout. Well, the, you know, this is Sprout. nice. We have a nice clear name. This is not yeah. Brownie Lover, where all we know they love brownies, <laughs> brownie which lover. is an important fact to know about a person. <laughs> you, but now we know this is Andrew. You know, you just made me think of something. Oh, my soul. We have to push our new website. Yes, that's true. I wondered uh, if we were going we to talk about because it. Because you, uh, you, you just remembered me. That's, I'm going to start a new thing. Like, instead no. of reminding, you remembered no. me. No. I like it. No. You just remembered me. <laughs> that that's one of the one that's one of the reviews that comes up. I when know the, that's what made me think of that. Brownie name. lover, brownie lover twenty one. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Ageofminority.com has gotten a major makeover. Yeah, we we we're we're we've gone big time here. Big. That's all there is to time. it. Big time. We're, yes. we're 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 playing with the big boys now, guys. Yes. And we got this. We got our own logo. Yeah. Man, we got somebody to design a logo. Somebody to design Two a website. Two people designed a logo for us. Yeah, that's it's right. It was a collaborative effort. effort. And yeah. so we got we're, another people to another people more people another to peeps. design the website man we're going big time here big so check time. out our website ageofminority.com and tell us how amazing it is <laughs> yeah and uh we'll pass that information on to the people who uh who designed our website so yeah. uh we might we might not i, I better not say that we <laughs> may not pass it on every but... person who compliments it well you know what i'm gonna we're, we're having a a conversation today with one of our web designers and I'm going to make sure to tell him and her if she's available to that we I think it's great yes we I agree great website check out our website anyway back to this whole we review your reviews we review your reviews. with Andrew Andrew Sprott. Sprott not Andrew Sprout that's right Andrew Sprott I'm clear on it Andrew Sprott uh the title now I you know uh, you know how many stars we got it has to be five. How many other stars? I mean, we, we kindly ask for five every you, week. You it can't would, give ten. It would just be surprising and really almost offensive mm. if we got less than five. We were very clear what we're asking for. It would be very offensive. <laughs> Although, you know, one-star reviews could be fun, too. Especially, it could be funny. But, but listen, if you give a one-star review, I want to be able to read that one-star yeah. review. Like, you can't just give one star and not explain why. Yeah, it, it's like our uh, best one-star review ever that <laughs> thought they were giving one star because right. it was the best the the podcast. best podcast right so so no andrew's five stars Thanks, i mean andrew. We, we have come to expect nothing less <laughs> it's just waited but you know they they have a title each review yeah, has yeah, a title yeah, yeah. the title of this review is a christ honoring podcast at its 
best. Wow. I take it the last three words were in all caps. <laughs> of course you did. Wow. That well read and a good title, I, I think. I, I don't really think we need any more. Yeah. I mean, like, that that could be the new tagline. That's what for we're going podcast. for. A Christ honoring podcast at its best. Like, forget about a podcast for youth about the gospel. That's yeah. so passe. And I mean, there's lots of Christ honoring podcasts out there. But, but this, the fact that we're the gold standard <laughs> here, I mean. <laughs> Platinum, maybe even. Wow. Wow. A Thanks, Christ honoring podcast at its best. Like, just a minute. Wipe the tear oh, away, man! Like that—that hit—that is the right where it counts, right yeah. there. Um, okay, l- let's get into this. Get into it. Let's take some time. Get into this. Right. This is by far, uh, man. I'm just like so. So I'm getting this in real time, also. To okay, count. okay. But but the superlatives here. Wow. I mean, by prepare far. prepare yourself for the superlatives. Okay. I'm we prepared. already got one in the title, but now this is by far the most encouraging and spiritually uplifting podcast. Wow. Wowie zowie. <laughs> Andrew, man. Appreciate it, Andrew. You're just, you're just, oh, man. Just, uh, yeah. It, 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 I think this this review might be the, the most encouraging and spiritually uplifting review. I needed this today, Andrew. <laughs> I know. Seriously. We yeah. both needed this. Yeah. By the way, you know what? Oh, man. I got so much. It, it, remember we did uh episode. Uh, it's, it's dropped. Yeah. The episode where I was talking about, you know, I've been weary lately. Yes. Somebody yes. reached out. A friend of mine Aww. reached out and just checked in. I was like, I'm super appreciated that. And I didn't mean for that. I was just, you know, I was trying to be real and just reached out to say he was praying for me. And I was just like, dang, we got the best listeners. Best listeners. Okay. This is by far the most encouraging and spiritually uplifting podcast I've ever listened to. Wow. I am an avid fan of podcasts, but this one has quickly become my new favorite. Aww. Dang, man. Andrew is the man. He says, I'm working my way through the episodes. I'm hoping to maybe meet you guys one day. (laughs) Woo. That That would be be amazing. Super cool. And thank you for making this show. Now, uh, listen, if I could give a thousand million (laughs) stars to this review, I would, man. Yes. Well, this is a Christ honoring review at its best. See, because sometimes you just need some encouragement. Yeah, it's true. And uh, and Andrew hit the spot there. Thank you, Andrew. Thanks, Andrew. We appreciate you listening to our pod. Now it is time. Uh, I didn't even give any thought to this. I know. For something too. else we haven't done in a long time. We're opening up the mailbag. We're opening up the mailbag. We're opening up the mailbag. All right. It's and open. with that, the mailbag is open. <laughs> oh, my goodness. The, the mailbag song gets worse every time, it I think. It really, really does. What, last time I did a ripoff on I another song or something. Yeah, you but did. You anyway. did. Like I'm, a lollipop song, maybe. Listen, listen. I'm, I'm going to just say right now, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I should have given that more thought. One of these days, this podcast is going to get professional. But yeah, until then, it's just, until then. It's just going to be encouraging and spiritually uplifting. <laughs> exactly. I mean, that's all we can offer. Okay. <laughs> you know? So hey, we don't have great songs. We got good sound. Yep. We got we got Agreed. good audio. And hopefully, oh, hopefully we have good things to say. Yeah, hopefully we have good things to say. So we're doing the mailbag. We are. It's been a while. It has. So, uh, and this yeah. is this is going to be uh, an interesting episode because we do not have any lighthearted questions. Today. No, and they're all like extensive questions. They are. They're big questions. Uh, and, and so so one. One of the questions um, says, uh, a question for the pot, if you ever do mailbag again with a smiley Yay. face. So that, that that lets us know we haven't done mailbag in a good while. That's true. That's true. So I'm going to try to deal with these in when they were submitted order. Okay. But does that mean the last one I mentioned goes first? Because that was, is that the one we've had for the longest? Or maybe the, no, I don't think it is. So I'm just going to do You're my best. you confusing me Okay. Now. Well, we're going to start with Anna Grace. Terrific. Uh, no, Anna Grace is like the newest one. 
Okay. Ah, whatever. We'll let's just, just do them in the, we'll we've, do them in the order already, we have them. We've already shared, so yeah. yeah let's so, start with Anna Okay, Grace. we'll start with Anna Griffiths. Anna Griffiths sent an email um, uh, saying, apologies ahead of time because I know this question is going to be very long. Uh, so Anna says, I'd be interested in hearing both of y'all's. I wonder if Anna's from Texas. <laughs> uh, somewhere in the South. Probably. I mean, I only spent three years in the South, and I still say y'all. Yep, that's true. How and, y'all and doing? Write it. So, because you All have to, you have to be a different level of Southern to to write y'all. Yeah. To it, type it out. But see, I type it. I know. That's but, what I'm saying. Because, but you steal um, accents <laughs> and like cultural, like uh, what am I trying to say? Like terms I know what you're and saying. stuff that from yeah. different places. Yeah, I, I hear you. What what the one thing I haven't done is I haven't gotten to all y'alls. All y'all. That's a whole nother level of Southern. Yeah. All y'all. Anyway, sorry. Uh, I digress. I'm interested in hearing both of y'all's. So that means yours and mine. There we go. Yeah. Appreciate yep. that, Anna. Both of y'all's thoughts on Mormonism. <laughs> or to be more politically correct, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Uh, so on and so forth. So on and so forth. Uh, do either of you person? We, we, I mean, we have a, a long one, so I'm not going to yeah. read the entire yeah. message. So wants to know our thoughts on Mormonism. Uh, asks, do either of you personally know anyone who is LDS? So let's just deal with that one. You, Chico, do you know any Latter Day Saints? Um, online, right? Yes. Okay. No, no, uh, no in person friends. No. no. Nor do I. I don't. And and it could be like I don't know if there's a lot around Nova Scotia. Mm-hmm. Um. So uh, anyway, no. Um. Or have you ever sat down and talked with their missionaries? Most definitely. Yes. I also have. Yep. Uh. So interesting. Yes. Okay. I'm not sure I was aware of that. I think um, you were. You probably just forgot. Okay. Uh, Mr. Sean. Mr. Sean. Mr. Sean. Mr. She's Sean. definitely from the south. Listen, we're friends, so you can just call me Pastor Crow. <laughs> 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 I'm oh sorry, Mr. Shaw. You could just call me Sean. Um, what would you, as a pastor, say to them? I'm especially interested in how you talk about uh, how you would talk about slash talk about slash present the gospel to them since they believe in a different version. My of goodness! It. Next time yeah, I'm reading do. the question, you're <laughs> no even way. way too much commentary in yours. <laughs> I know, I know. So, uh, so first of all, tell us about your interaction with an LDS. Yes, so a Mormon. Uh, I'm just. I don't know if it's politically incorrect, but I don't care. I'll call them Mormons. Yeah, I'm a little bit confused too because I, I thought LDS might be a little bit offensive. I No, oh, because that's their, their their official title is the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Yeah. No, so I that just heard be. something recently that a term that I thought was normal had it had kind of changed in perception. Anyways, that must not have been in though. Anyway, well, I'm calling them Mormons. If any Mormons have problems with that, feel free to call me up. Okay. Um or you so, can email me. <laughs> actually, it's a very interesting experience because it was the first time I met Joe's grandmother. She's not a Mormon. Um, I was going to say, Joe, I can tell you, Jaquel, Joe's grandma is not a Mormon. She we, goes to a Baptist church. When we drove to Fredericton, before we went to his grandmother's house, we stopped by this little market. And we were walking down the street. Market? And these two young ladies stopped us. Yes. And started asking us questions. And it was very interesting because Joe and I had only been dating for about a month and a half. Hmm. And... The, like it, it was very interesting because we we talked to them for a few minutes and then we were kind of running late. We needed to get going. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we they they asked us a few questions and we asked them some questions about Jesus because we told them that we right. were Christians yeah. and maybe this is kind of gonna get into to the kinda answer. Gonna. But the one thing that I remember hearing kind of growing up about engaging with Mormons yeah. is bring it back to Jesus and talk yeah. about Jesus. Um, and so neither Joe nor I are. 
uh, extremely equipped in uh, apologetics with Mormons specifically. But we did try to talk to them about that a little bit. They didn't really have answers to our questions. Um, We talked to them also a little bit about our Bible and Mm. um, just uh, kind of encouraged them to read a few different passages in the Bible, and then okay. that, that was about we wrapped it up after that. Okay, so so yeah, we we don't we don't get a lot of uh, Mormons around our area. We get Jehovah's Witnesses. We yeah, get more and, Jehovah's Witnesses at the door. Now we don't. Yeah, I was gonna say like you and me soon too when I move into this area. I live in a more rural area, yeah, so it's hard for them to get in. Now we have had Jehovah's Witnesses here, but I think generally uh, the same thing that happened in the last place we lived. They come. I have a conversation. I think they put a red mark on our door and they never come <laughs> yeah. back because basically they come across somebody who who can have a a, a logical discussion mm-hmm. about doctrine or like and, an informed conversation right and, and so i do find that this is a, a bit of an issue with mormons as well because i've interacted with a number of mormons the, the mormons i tend to generally interact with are mormons that set up on the street and they have their mm. magazines and and they deal with that way when mom lets me take a few mm-hmm. minutes to talk to them um uh, it, and that's not an issue of submission there. It's just we're usually out doing something and yes. Diana wants to get to the next place. So, um, but when it comes, uh, you know, the reason I say they, they come across somebody who can have an actual conversation is that generally they don't want to carry that on because in general they've been fed a line, right? They've been indoctrinated in, uh, and I use that in a negative sense. They've not been educated. They just have their pat answers, which mm-hmm. is why your conversation didn't go very far mm-hmm. because you ask them some, some questions and generally they don't have answers. They just keep taking you back to the answers they have been been given. So it it, it is difficult to interact with the, whether it's a, a Mormon or a Jehovah's Witness because mm-hmm. they've been indoctrinated with the wrong answers and that's all they focus on. So so my interactions, I would say, for the most part, are fairly frustrating. Um, but I think one of the key issues before we even get into how to uh, interact with them doctrinally and what to focus on is that in my younger day, I was more focused just on winning the argument. Hmm. Let me show you why your beliefs are stupid. There's the word stupid again. Yeah. Um, Probably not the best approach. Foolish. Let me show you why you're foolish and let me prove to you why I'm right. You know, my my apologetic approach was not healthy. I mean, I was young. Excuse me. I was young. So... I, I've come to see that the one of the key factors is remember this is a human being mm-hmm. created in the image of God, and I think the primary issue to keep in mind is that this person has been led astray. Right, this is, person is deceived. They've been deceived, and you have an opportunity to show compassion towards them, but that compassion requires you to help bring them out of their self-deception. Mm-hmm. So, so I, I'm. I don't really know how much to say about this. This could be an entire episode. Sure. Um, but what I am going to say is a couple things in, in interacting, back to the initial question from Anna Grace, understand what you can about Mormonism, yes. about the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Um, we'll include a couple of links. Um, there's an excellent little video on gotquestions.org, I think it is, that compares um, uh, foundational Christian beliefs to uh, foundational uh, LDS beliefs. But then there's also an excellent article by Justin Taylor mm. where he, he basically basically compares uh, LDS beliefs with scripture. Okay. With what does the scripture say? Yeah, I just wanted to really affirm this point because Anna Grace says she specifically lives in an area where there is a large population of Mormons. And so I think any Christian, if they live in an area where they know there is a large population of a certain religion or even like in our area, there's a large amount of like 
secular atheists or agnostics um, that are kind of in a university environment. Yeah. Like, this should be an encouragement for all Christians to be seeking to educate ourselves Mm -hmm. better about these different religions not so we can win debates against no. people but so we can truly engage them for the gospel and have informed conversations yeah yeah you want you want to know as much as you can about the people you intend to evangelize yeah. i mean like jaquel said we're very well versed in the kinds of arguments that atheists and agnostics will give because that's generally who we interact with here yeah. but if you're living in a place where there's largely mormons you really need to know what you can about mormon belief yeah. and you know jaquel mentioned one of the issues you know their their view of jesus is horrifically wrong and so that's a, a, a really key area to start with them there's the issue of their scriptures of course they they hold to uh to um you know they have other books that they hold on the same level as the scriptures i, I mean i think too you know really focusing on their understanding of god because that's mm-hmm. really what what's foundationally what's wrong they have yeah. a, a wrong understanding of who god is if if you talk to them about the gospel you may be tempted to think that they believe the same things because mm-hmm. they use a lot of the same language. And so I really do think that when it comes to Mormons, the issue is focusing on the identity, who God is and who Jesus mm-hmm. is. And, and, and that will then lead into a, you know, a, a right understanding of the gospel. But I do think if you just focus right in on the gospel, uh, you know, I mean, I know this sounds strange as far as an ap- apologetic approach, but you know, they might be tempted to just say, oh yes, I believe Jesus died for my sins. And right. I believe, okay, but hold on a second. Who is Jesus? Mm-hmm. And if Jesus isn't fully God, then it doesn't matter that he died for your sins. So well, I, I do think starting with Jesus is, is a good place. Yeah. And I think that's another thing, especially with Mormons or engaging with any unbeliever or someone of a different religion, especially if you don't feel like you fully understand their beliefs, you can always ask questions. Again, not from a place where you want to yeah. ask like gotcha questions so you can try to corner them and win an argument, but just so you can genuinely understand their beliefs better. And then you can ask follow up questions questions like this is a very non yes. uh like abrasive way yes. <laughs> to have a helpful conversation where you can both walk away not you know feeling like the other person was attacking you but so you can understand them better and hopefully challenge their thinking yeah and show genuine interest in what their beliefs are because yeah. you don't want them to be deceived i think you know i was just r- r- thinking back to what i was saying as far as the gospel and really focusing on who jesus is and maybe like maybe that's the problem in a lot of our evangelism mm. is that we just think all we have to do is say jesus died and he rose from yeah. the grave we just think oh all we have to do is spout out first corinthians 15 3 and 4 and we've shared the gospel it's like but hold on a second here the gospel depends on the identity of jesus and who he was and what he did so you know maybe maybe that's you know maybe that that statement doesn't even make sense you know don't worry about the gospel as much focus on who jesus is well the gospel depends on who jesus is so that's part of the gospel so anyway those are just some just some tips you know um as a pastor, what would I say? Essentially, what we've just talked about here, I would want to talk to them about their beliefs and focus on the identity of Jesus mm. and and uh, and who God is and 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 that sort of thing. And like I said, you know, you uh, Anna said, especially considers how would you present the gospel. And and again, I think the focus on is focusing on who Jesus truly is, mm. because if he isn't who he said he is, then. What does the gospel matter? Right. It's not really good news. And pressing into like who they think Jesus is. Yeah. Because again, that'll help you see the the differences and for you to be able to use scripture yeah. to challenge their ideas. Yeah, because basically you want to get at the authority. Like who who is relying on the greater authority? Right. And and you'll find that Mormons are not relying on uh, an accurate authority because they're not relying on the word of God alone. Mm. 
So hopefully that's been helpful. Again, this is a mailbag, so it could be an entire episode. So let's yeah. move on. Do you want to hit the next one, Jaco? I will. So this question came to us on Instagram from servant of him, but the I is a one. <laughs> yeah, There's... yeah. I I meant to jot down his name. I I apologize, servant of him. I I think he's got a great Instagram name. I'm not sure what the meaning is with the one. He's the the servant of the the one, one him the greatest. I don't know. There you go. Maybe there we go. Who knows? All right. <clears throat> I have a friend who was diagnosed as bipolar one last year. He has been my best friend since we were eight. We're both in our 20s now. He recently stopped going to our church due to feeling like everyone around him was judging him for the decisions he was making. Drinking alcohol often, cursing, changing what the Bible says. Whenever he talks about any of these topics, if he receives any pushback, even from a biblical position, he becomes highly defensive and aggressive. I try praying for him weekly, but outside of that, I feel like there's nothing I can do to help him. What would be your advice? That's a that's a heavy question. It is a heavy question. Right? There's Man, a, a lot going on here. We got good listeners that are thinking through good things, but this is very similar to the first question, right? The the issue is is that somebody has uh, has a friend and they have care and compassion for this friend who mm. seems to be going down a wrong path. Yeah. So, so this is very, very similar. Uh, I do you want to? Uh, I mean, I, I mean, have I, some thoughts. But. I also have some thoughts, but <laughs> ladies first. Okay, sure, I'll go. So, um, the first thing I would say is if this person has been going, like, was going to your church, I would definitely, if you haven't already, talk mm. to your parents uh, and or pastors yeah, right. about this because your pastors, especially probably have an understanding some of an understanding of the situation and maybe even some more details than you have I don't know and may be able to provide some counsel I get the feeling that this friend probably doesn't go to church or could be part of a big church yeah which of course you can easily get lost in but that's excellent mm. excellent the other thing is okay this friend has been diagnosed with mm. a mental disorder right and I, I don't think you can ignore this or act as if like this. This would be a different situation if this person did not have a bipolar right. diagnosis. Sure. So, you know what that means for you. I'm you know not going to give you like a huge list of things to consider, but you may want to talk to a mental health counselor. Right. You to may understand. want to. Do some studying right. yeah. into bipolar disorder. Um, I know um, Dr. David Murray has written oh. qu quite a bit on um, like mental illness. mental illness and Christians and how they should think about that. Right. Um, and also Ed Welch has written some oh, yeah, on right. that. There's like little booklets and stuff you can get out there um, that I would I would recommend. Yeah. Um, and then I can I think the last thing I would say I'm sure you'll have more good thoughts. But besides praying, which is the, the best, best thing. thing like yep. we always use that as the well you know i can't do a good thing so i'll just i'll just pray no that is the it's best the thing you can do best thing um is seek to just continue to love this friend and be a a kind and compassionate person in their life if they are doing these destructive things i'm not saying you need to like <laughs> like push yourself into their life as much as possible and and you need to be aware of your own boundaries and limits but don't don't shut this person out seek to be a resource to them seek to you know reach out to them if it wouldn't make them aggressive like let them know you're praying for them um and just yeah just seek to still be a presence there yeah i don't i actually don't have too much to uh to add um i, I would say that like it does seem very much that prayer is going to be the primary thing because if somebody doesn't want to interact healthily about certain issues, it's 
next to impossible for you to do anything. Mm -hmm. So I don't mean to discourage you uh, to say don't try to engage in these conversations. But if somebody doesn't want to converse about certain issues, then you know, unfortunately, their their heart seems to be hardened in this in this area, and it it's likely you're not going to get terribly far. Um, but the the other thought, you know, was just something that Jaquel mentioned there, and that's that you know, do your best to understand what being bipolar is all about. Mm-hmm. Um, and then and then finally, I mean, the the, the most important thing is, is is that I think that this the the situation with your friend has hopefully helped you to realize that unless God does something in his life, he's on a path that's not leading anywhere good, and that should then you know, encourage you to pray more because he needs God to change him. Mm-hmm. You can't change him. You know, God can change him through you. And, and, and so I would ask, you know, I would pray specifically for God to change him and for God to give you opportunities to be used in his life. Yeah. And, um, and beyond that, you know, it's, it's a tough spot. It is. And you, you know, you did mention that he just recently has stopped going to church. And so, right. This is something like pray, pray desperately for him. But there are many young people, you know, even who have no mental illness, who go away from the church for a little while and do come back. So like just pray, pray for your friend's restoration, Um, pray, pray for their heart to be changed and yeah, just seek to, to continue to love them. Yeah. Um, okay, so the next one is from uh, Aaron. We got to, now that last one was through Instagram, like we said. Uh, the next one was by email from uh, Aaron. Uh, Aaron has some nice niceties and to say. And we should clarify E R I N. Aaron e- is a female. E R I N. Yeah. This is the A A R O N. Male Aaron. Exactly. Um, so nice, uh, nice uh, compliments of the podcast. Enjoys <laughs> the podcast. We love that. Uh, oh, I will put this. I have to say, uh, Aaron says, I have to say that I love the casual conversations episodes y'all have been doing. Well, we love them too. It's true. It might just be the new format of our podcast. Who knows? <laughs> okay. Says, um, now, after. After saying some lovely things uh, about us and our podcast, does say Aaron does say I do have a bone to pick. Oh, she's got a bone Ooh. to pick, folks. <laughs> she's got a bone to pick about our episode on scripture. Aaron says, "Well, I do agree that electronic Bibles aren't bad and certainly very useful for various seasons of life. I can't agree that it's as good as paperback. If all you use is electronic, what happens when you die? You can't leave your Bible to your children or grandchildren. Well, you could leave your app." Just- Read, you could leave finish the question. Finish it. We'll have your commentary after. Personally, I would love to have my mom's old Bibles and be able to see what she highlighted in them and what comments she wrote in the margins. So I think it's important to still use paper Bibles and highlight in them and take notes in them. That way your family can have that when you die. That's just my personal opinion and a view you guys didn't discuss, so I thought I'd throw it out there. Still love your podcast, though. Really enjoy listening to it when I can. Well, we enjoy you listening to it also. Now, I I will say this. This is not uh, technically a question, (laughs) but we decided to put it in anyway because uh, we we appreciate constructive constructive criticism. I mean, even when people are wrong, it's okay. (laughs) We don't mind. No. Well, it's interesting because if... People remember from that episode. You and I do they have do, I'm sure. slightly different perspectives on this. I, while I do use an electronic Bible and have done so a lot more since I've had a baby, yeah. um, I still prefer a paper Bible. Well, what, can, what can I do for you? Well, and the other thing, to Aaron's point, is as I told you, Dad, Joe and I are uh, in the market 
for a really nice yeah. family Bible. Like an heirloom Bible. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That we want to be able to have out that we can use for family worship every day. But Aaron and... says you have to highlight it. Are you going <laughs> to highlight it? I, I don't know. She I said you have to. That. I Highlighting. I'm... That's that's a whole other thing. Lots of people. I, I don't highlight in my Bible. Me neither. I, I do underline in pencil. but Yeah. I've done that from time to time. Yeah, actually, I'm not doing it right now. But I'm a big note taker myself. I mean, this just kind of gets into like people use yeah their Bibles differently. Yeah. Um, and I think there's room for <laughs> people to have different preferences here in ways that help them engage with God's word. I I appreciate Erin's perspective. I really do. I joke, but I I really do. I, I think she makes some excellent points, and I think that's something that people should consider. There is something to being able to leave your Bible. I mean, I I I have Bibles from my past. Um, from relatives and they're very special to me so I, I I do get that um but you know at the end of the day they are just paper so I I I wanted to put this in there because we, we love people picking bones yes um we love people who have criticism we appreciate cri- cri- criticism and this was very much done in the uh, cr- uh constructive uh, method so anyway oh, yeah. we we appreciate that and uh you know good on you um yeah and if you want to use paper bibles and leave those for your future children or grandchildren that's great yeah do, do i think that's necessary no i definitely don't think that's necessary but uh you know hey it's all good i, yeah. pre- I appreciate what aaron has to say i appreciate her taking the time to write in and uh, i appreciate her listening to the pod so thanks for your input aaron and uh one left to go. One left to go. And we're doing it. This is a long mailbag. It is. I'm just, I'm just, I'm trying to put off the inevitable because I'm going to have to close the mailbag yes. and I'm not looking forward to That'll that. That'll be sad. Okay. So our last question is from Ben, who is a longtime loyal listener. Thanks, Ben. Um, So he says my, he sent an email and said my main reason for this email is that, so he has an episode suggestion. But hold, hold on a second here. First of all, he says, thanks for all the laughs, <laughs> and the good advice. Yes. So I assume the laughs are my department. Yeah, and the, the good, good advice, advice is, is yours. Mine. That's kind of how it goes around here. <laughs> Fine, then I'll just read the rest of his email. I, he says, I may have technically aged out of the youth demographic, hold but on the pod s- never stops being relevant. Hold on. I have to interrupt here because okay. that's just what I do. Yes. Listen, this podcast is not just for youth. It's a podcast for youth, but not a podcast just for youth. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we would lo- we would love to hear about senior citizens that are even listening. Yes, absolutely. There could be some out there. There's think, one at I least. there are. <laughs> okay. Okay, so uh, Ben says, my main reason for this email is that I have an episode suggestion. So recently my mom started reading some of the apocryphal slash non-canon biblical works, such as the Book of Enoch. She was viewing them as supplements to the Bible, but not necessarily inspired texts. This made me realize I've never heard anyone talk about any of these writings in detail. A search through the AOM archives didn't reveal any relevant episodes, so I thought I'd suggest the apocryphal books as an episode topic. It would probably make for a good casual conversation. So, so you go... I just had some thoughts, you know, uh, maybe like a sentence or two about wh- okay. what I think about the apocrypha. Just randomly let me ju- now let me, off let the me top just, of your head. Let me just say, okay. what I would say is that the books commonly called the apocrypha <laughs> were not given by divine inspiration and so are not part of the canon or standard of the scripture. Just off the top of my head. <laughs> of course. Therefore, they have no authority for the church of God and are not to be recognized or used in any way different from other human writings. Footnote number six. I mean, I mean, uh, no, I... I jest. That, that's, that's what the London Baptist Confession says about the Apocrypha. And I bring that up. But we're doing this in a mailba- mailbag episode. Ben's probably going, what are you talking about? I gave you a solid <laughs> ironclad episode, episode idea. idea. And, and now here it is in mailbag. What's going on? But uh, 
quite frankly, Ben, neither Jekyll or I have too much to say about the Apocrypha. Mm -hmm. Besides what I just said, they were not given by divine inspiration. They're not part of the canon or standard of the scriptures. So they have no authority. They're to be looked at as no different from, from any other human writings. And to be completely honest, I would rather give my time either to reading the Bible, which does have divine authority, or other books. Mm -hmm. um, I just don't have any preference to look too terribly into the Apocrypha, so I don't have any strong opinions on it one way or another. What I will say is I have been confronted by people who get so invested in the Apocrypha that it seems to hold more authority for them mm -hmm. than it should. Um, but I also have known individuals, not as many, that just simply learn what the Apocrypha says and interpret it as just another human book. And, uh, and 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 it seems to be, you know, in some ways helpful. Yeah. I'm not particularly sure how it's helpful unless you want to be an apocryphal scholar or something <laughs> like that. But, um, yeah. Well, I think some people find it helpful because there are historical things that can help us better understand certain times yeah. in biblical history um i i like you said i don't really have that much to say about this but i would just encourage um a young person any person who is just starting to kind of look into this or who is very interested in it to just make sure they have that discernment guard on to make sure as they're reading these non-inspired books that they are filtering everything through the foundation of the one inspired book we have and, and I think that's just kind of where, like, it's uh, the reason our confession has that, the statement that it does have, is because the Roman Catholic Church does understand it to have mm -hmm. more authority than we do. Um, and uh, and they actually include it in their copy of the Bible. Yeah. Um, wh which we definitely think is a significant problem. So, yeah. uh, anyway, the... the um, yeah. So if anybody's ever, if you're wondering if somebody's going, who's the apocryphal books? The, the apocryphal books are, are books that were written between um, between the Old and the New Testament. And and as we mentioned, some, some you know, uh, the Roman Catholic Church at least includes them in, in the Bible. Mm -hmm. um, uh, Protestants definitely do not. And uh, the, the word apocrypha just means hidden. Um, and then there's also the deuterocanonical Deuter uh, books, which means this second canon. So... They're like, uh, what was the one that Ben mentioned? The Book of Enoch. Yeah, there's uh, uh, First and Second Esdras, Tobit, Judith, the Wisdom of Solomon, so on, uh, uh, Maccabees and Second Maccabees and so on and so forth. So, um, yeah. Yeah, this is also another good question to ask your pastor. <laughs> yeah, or, you know, or you can do some research into it. Oh, for sure, for um, sure. You know, like I said, there's a good uh, there's a good piece on uh, on the gut questions, that website, which I think is helpful sometimes. Mm -hmm. Gutquestions.org, uh, just type in uh, Apocrypha and, uh, and there's a, uh, an article on there but there's there's other good resources on that but um let me see what did uh was there any particular no he just wanted an episode on the apocrypha yeah. so yeah sorry ben we're not going to do a whole episode on the apocrypha but uh hopefully but we did have a very brief casual conversation uh, on this mailbag episode it was, it was a brief casual conversation and yep. uh so yeah we're, we're we're not the we're definitely not the place to go to on insight on the apocrypha because we're not terribly interested in that area of yeah. scholarship that's true. So, anyway, but uh, we are interested in closing up the mailbag. We are. So it's time, it's time, it's time to close the mailbag. Lovely. <laughs> I 
I'd say it was better than the the opening. I just want to say from the bottom of my heart, I am sorry to all our listeners. One day I will come up with a better intro and closing for the mailbag, but not not today. today. But if anyone is listening and they think, wow, I would love the prestige and honor of having one of my (laughs) questions read on a mailbag episode. You can only dream. You can send us your question. You can send us uh, it via Instagram or Facebook, I guess. All the places. Yes, but the easiest place would be to email us at Jaquel or Sean at ageofminority.com. You also can leave a comment on our very spiffy, fancy, lovely yeah. new website, ageofminority.com. Yeah. And that's it? No, I mean, if they There's want if they want an even more honored position oh. of having us review their reviews. If you want to be listed along with the Honorable Andrew Sprott. Yes, our new hero. You can head over to Apple iTunes and leave us an honest five-star rating and review. All right. Until next week, you come. This has been Age of Minority. <laughs>